0: 10. Hello and welcome. My name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. The Implications, columnist of the Imps Adventure series on LawsOfPain.net and your Perfect 10 Wrestling host right here on LawsOfPain Radio. You can follow me on Twitter, at TheDamnImplicate. And today is a very special show, for it is the Network Wednesday Awards. So I was meant to be doing a normal show this week. However, I've been busy as hell and I was extremely naive with the column I'm doing. So long story short... Last year, I did a the story of Kazuchika Okada and the story of Tetsuya Naito ahead of Wrestle Kingdom, like three or four thousand words on each guy, kind of going through their career. So I thought, why not do the same for this year's main event? Not taking into account that Hiroshi Tanahashi's been wrestling for twenty years, so that's buggered me. <laughs> so, long story short. I'm about four and a half thousand words into my Tanahashi column and I'm only at 2007. So one, yes, I'm going to have to do a second draft where I trim it quite a bit because that's long anyway and I'm adding two more years before I post that version. Yeah, two, I'm going to have to split it into two. (laughs) So I'm going to 2009 I'll post that Hopefully at some point Over this weekend Or maybe tomorrow If I'm lucky Then the second half Will be the more recent stuff And that might take a while (laughs) So we'll see But that has meant That in my free time I've not had the ability To watch four hours Of WWE Network stuff So instead I've pulled forward A show That I was meant to do Either next week I might do a special I might do I'm thinking about Doing a radio version Of the Tanahashi column It's like a full In-depth retrospective On his career that's coming out of nowhere. I had no plans to do that. <laughs> but I've but now pulled this forward. The awards for the network stuff. Uh, so I will be doing a proper WWE award show on the 27th of December with Byrne. Uh, that'll be a proper thing, just like last year, where there'll be random awards Burn doesn't know about, and we'll be. I'll make him watch all of the worst stuff. He is, though, currently reviewing SmackDown and Raw once again, uh, down in the Columns Forum of Laws of Pain. So, my co host is once again active in wrestling, so I can't pull the thing where he hadn't watched it, and, it I found, and I had loads of fun last year showing him all the worst stuff, but he's seen it already. <laughs> so, I can't have that fun this year. But anyway, this year, I thought I'd run through and celebrate all of the things on the WWE Network Wednesday. Days and all of the other stuff that's been on there, all of the wrestling bollocks that have been on the WWE network. I'm specifically talking about NXT and 205 Live. I've omitted NXT UK because I feel like they're still getting going. They've not really, uh, <laughs> they've not really gotten going. I don't really feel like they're at that point where they're like a fully established brand where it can do full awards and they're airing double episodes. Only having started in what October or so, so I'm leaving it a little bit. If they're still going, I'll definitely pull them in next year. But for now, it's just they're only in the overall categories so that's why I'm doing it I'll do the NXT awards first then the 205 live awards then there'll be the overall awards where I've thrown in my own stuff <laughs> as well so we'll see how that goes hopefully it won't take too long it's taking me three minutes to introduce this and to explain to you why I pulled the awards forward which I probably didn't need to do I've done it anyway so let's jump right in we've got quite a few awards to get through and I don't know whether I'll burn through them or if I'll take ages on each one so wait and see so first award the NXT newcomer of the year so these are my picks as well So don't get your Knickers in a twist Is that a phrase Still in is that a phrase in America Knickers in a twist <laughs> Don't get your panties in a twist That's what they say in America So Ricochet EC3 War Raiders Keith Lee Matt Riddle who was the best NXT Ricochet? <laughs> to, uh, I was going to build it up and maybe even give merits to each person, but for me, he, oh, it's was definitely Ricochet. Not a question. <laughs> it's just that sudden realisation, is like, oh, yeah, he's a debut guy this year. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> it's, he's done quite a lot. So that, that was pretty much my amazing thought. It's like, it can't be anybody else. <laughs> Surely he's had way too much good stuff over this past year to him not be the newcomer of the year. Obviously making his debut in the North American Championship ladder match. He did his flippy stuff in there. But his match with uh, Adam Cole was also awesome for the North American Championship. His story with Pete Dunne was fantastic. And and then he got interrupted with Adam Cole, the era, and evolved into a new level. But he's had amazing amazing stuff since he debuted, which has really helped him. And of course, yesterday... As if I would have covered the show, I would have been talking about how fantastic his match was with Surprise Opponent, and I'm about to spoil it, so go la-la-la for ten seconds if you don't want to spoil when Tyler Breeze walks out, and he has an absolutely fantastic match and reminds us all why he is so damn good and why he was so highly respected when he left NXT. Just that sudden realisation. So, oh, yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? But still, for me, it's Ricochet easily. Uh, a note on EC3, who... He's really strong in the character department, and in terms of what he brings to NXT, he needs. I feel like he's a bit of a weird one where they've not really given him like strong stories to be a part of because he had the stuff with Velveteen Dream, and he's had like the now he's in the stuff with Undisputed Era. So maybe he's just getting going, or maybe perhaps they were kind of like easing in him gently because that was another thing where as well where I didn't really feel like I hundred percent got his character until the Velveteen Dream stuff, which was very good and admittedly I think that's quite early in the year but anyway for me he had an outstanding performance in the North American ladder match which that really cemented him for me and he's been a, like a fan favourite ever since that match he's just put his body on the line willing to do any form of shit <laughs> so, yeah, having him and Adam Cole in the same match gave it a really interesting feel because he had two guys willing to do anything uh, then move on to the War Raiders who had a dominant debut then kind of died down a bit, sprang back up, had an awesome period, all the way to war games, and now they've died off again. <laughs> so that's kind of why they didn't win. They've made an awesome impact, but in spurts. They've been impactful in spurts. And they've got the cheesy rock thing, which I'm assuming some people find too cheesy, but it's wrestling. Wrestling is cheesy. <laughs> Stuff like that fits. Uh, Keith Lee, and then after that, I've got Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, where the only reason is they just debuted too late, and they're only really just getting going. They're the guys to the next generation. After Champer, Gargano, Cole... Uh, Johnny Gargano when all those guys get called up Keith Lee and Matt Riddle are are the next two to take over maybe EC3, I'm not entirely sure or maybe somewhere like Dream maybe if he's not already up but, Lee and Riddle, they're the future of NXT so they're on the NXT newcomer of the year list but they're not winning anything (laughs) that's for them next year I'm certain at least one of those two if not both will be up for wrestler of the year there's even a chance Cassie Sono will be there. <laughs> I had no idea what's happening with that guy, but I love his heel character. Ah, next up, tag team of the year. I've brought this up, uh, kind of. I bought this up a little bit. So on the list, War Raiders, as brought up earlier. Uh, Undisputed Era, Mustache Mountain, Birch and Larkin, and I've chosen Heavy Machinery. It was either between Heavy Machinery or Street Profits. Street Profits have given me some entertainment, and they really kind of. They showed improvement a lot this year, just like kind of TM61 as well, like really getting into their characters and showing really good improvement. Uh, but in terms of tag team of the year, there were just so many outstanding matches. And uh, f- really, for Heavy Machinery, it's literally just Otis Dozovic. I love Otis Dozovic, <laughs> I think he is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of why Heavy Machinery, they ahead of TM61 or Street Profits. Uh, but the winner is. Undisputed Era. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> There's no need for the drum roll. It's not that special. <clears throat> but yeah, so my NXT Tag Team of the Year goes to Undisputed Era. Obviously. How <laughs> was, was I ever going to give that? If you look at everybody's awards, if someone doesn't give this to Undisputed Era, just like tag them in a tweet so I can see or put, screenshot it or something because <laughs> sure I'm certain that everybody is going to be voting Undisputed Era amazing match, really the kind of constant throughout this entire year this has been Undisputed Era they have they have held a, hold a monopoly and all the power in the tag team world but they've had amazing matches with Mustache Mountain, Multiple where arguably their NXT match after the takeover, maybe a couple of weeks afterwards but that was arguably even better, <laughs> so which is mental. Uh, Birch and Larkin, their match where it started with the crowd cheering for UE and booing Birch and Larkin. By the end of the match, Birch and Larkin had a standing ovation, with everyone chanting the names. It was that's kind of mental. Uh, again, with the War, War Raiders, they've only really come into it this latest era, and Heavy Machinery have got a shot next week. Mm, I think it's next week. Unless I, I miss something. So yeah, <laughs> everyone's happy. But yes, Undisputed Era, there's an amazing faction, an amazing team. If uh, so it was a faction of the year, but would also have to go to them, there's no other factions. Yeah, that, that I'm happy that they've kind of rolled back on the three person faction stuff in NXT. It was getting a bit wild for a while. But then they introduced it to Forgotten Sons, and my immediate thing is ah, yes, yes, you are forgettable, aren't you? Yep. I can never remember their names. I have to Every week I've mentioned them, or if I've done a show on NXT and I've had to talk about them. I've, I can never remember the names which really kind of drives home the point of that stable like I genuinely I cover the show every week you're on it almost every week and I can't remember a single one of your names the only one I do is like oh the guy as I go oh yeah the guy teamed with Murphy oh what was his name and then I have, I have to search on Google and find out oh yeah it's Blake <laughs> I said that with certainty uh, and then of course it's like oh yeah the guy who used to be called Gunner in TNA no idea what he's called in NXT <laughs> but the fact I keep forgetting their names that makes a point but yeah with the Attack Team of the Year or, or Faction of the Year or whatever Undisputed ever, let's win it flat out they've been amazing this year the character work's been great uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly has become he it was, it was kind of a fan favourite on the indies anyway but I feel like on NXT he really has become a fan favourite with his like, air guitar on the championship or just his lovability I was like oh, we love you Kyle O'Reilly Uh, but yeah he's made a name for himself Bobby Fisher's come back the angle of Roderick Strong was brilliant and the way it it's one of those where in the match itself you're like yeah he's going to turn but what it led to afterwards makes me kind of enjoy that match even more (laughs) just because of how well he's been incorporated into Undisputed Era you would have thought he was there the entire time (laughs) it just works so well it's one of those where I am hopeful for their call up just because of how charismatic and how well they gel together However, if they're not allowed to do those NWO kind of style promos with the music playing, if they're not allowed to really have those matches, which you see a lot with the tag team world, but it's different because they're a faction, but look what's happened to Sanity. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to be sanity. They are There's so much of an upside to Undisputed Era. I would say there's no way of that happening, or at least it happening quickly. <laughs> it's just that the downside is there's very little faith on the main roster at the moment. <laughs> but if there's any one team or faction that could do well on it I would think it's surely Undisputed Era I don't know if they're going to get called up next year I feel, I feel like they've already done all they can in NXT That the faction's perfect especially by the time we reach WrestleMania this year I feel like they've, they're done there's no reason for them to be there they will hit that Finn Balor that also pain thing off they've done everything so there is nothing left to achieve <laughs> they'll just be there putting on good matches Which I'm not going to complain about. (laughs) I really like good matches, obviously. But still. uh, That's a really stupid sentence. (laughs) I really like good matches, obviously. Uh, That is not ever going in any of my columns. Next up, it is the Women's Wrestler of the Year, or NXT Women's Wrestler of the Year. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Ember Moon, Nikki Cross, or Carrie Sane. I really wanted to put Ayo Shirai on here. I think she's amazing. Or El Ripley as well. However, I realised Ayo Shirai... She only really wrestled on Mae Young Classic and hasn't wrestled on NXT yet. So a bit a bit of jumping the gun to put her on a w- NXT Women's Wrestle of the Year when all she's done is a moonsault. It was a very good moonsault in jeans, which is uh, in- incredible. <laughs> but still, she did the moonsault and that's it. <laughs> and she's expressed how she will protect her friends. <laughs> but she's yeah, I can't really give her into the Women's Wrestle of the Year. And also bit pleasing is dawning on me that she's not really wrestled in NXT that much. She's another one where she's had little matches now and then, but really her breakout stuff has been in the Mae Young Classic and then subsequently NXT UK. So, NXT, rest of the year? eh, Maybe I'm thinking about it now. I could have put the NXT UK folk in here, (laughs) but he didn't think about that. Next year, Rhea, next year. But they're my four Baszler, Moon, Cross, and Sane, and my winner is Shayna Baszler again I feel like this is another obviously we might get a split on this one the first half I feel like a fair few people will forget Emma Moon really did add two great matches against Shayna at the earlier half of this year one at the in Philadelphia and one in New Orleans I want to say but yeah so those two matches really they really helped build Baszler before then going on to her amazing stuff with Sane... Uh, and Nikki Cross as well. When she didn't get called up, there was a bit of a question mark, like why is she not being built up brought up? But it was also that thing of well now we get to see Nikki Cross without sanity in NXT and how damn good that's gonna be. And it was amazing. <laughs> Nikki Cross was brilliant and she had that uh, fantastic role in the Who Killed Alistair Black storyline <laughs> Or who shot No The Simpsons reference is Who Shot, isn't it? Yeah. Who shot Alistair Black? <laughs> so the she had an amazing role in that. Uh, and she's put on great matches. Uh, stuff with Bianca Belair has been awesome as well. I'm uh, very close to putting Bianca Belair on here. I feel like she's a breakout, though. And I've not done a breakout, Ward. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> if I had a breakout of the year, I'd probably put Bianca on there because she surprised me with that. But, yeah, so then obviously, the for me, the top two would be Shayna and Carrie. Mo- mostly because, if I'm Shayna there, all of it, aside from her earlier stuff with Ember Moon, the rest of the year has pretty much been Carrie Sane and they've put on great matches together including the one at Evolution which I wasn't sure whether I should include on this list <laughs> because that match was technically on the main roster but still it was they've had a fantastic rivalry and it's worked really really well and now it's leading on to like the Kai and I, Shirai stuff so Baszler versus Shirai two thumbs up but yes Shayna Baszler has been amazing especially her character work she figured everything out and now it's kind of interesting to see Ronda Rousey come onto the main roster who has just adapted to wrestling incredibly well compared to Kurt Angle at times. Just like that, who's winning newcomer of the year on the main roster, and how is it not Ronda Rousey? (laughs) Who else could I do on the main roster as a breakout star of the year? Obviously Raw's got the detriment of awful writing. (laughs) That obviously does not help. And most other people have not been booked. (laughs) He got called up. But still, Ronda Rousey. She's been incredible, and Shana Bates is seeing her for me, Shayna Blazer's bigger... She's better than Vonda at the character side of stuff. Vonda is just a natural at the wrestling stuff. While I feel like Shayna is really good at it. But Vonda's a bit more of a natural. But the two together, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, and of course, Duke and the other one. <laughs> I wrote it down last week. I haven't this week. Uh, Duke and the other one. They, uh, they are interesting as well because they're really... I don't know what they're like in the ring. I get the impression they might be the two who are more rookie-like. But they've also got MMA training. Which normally seems to give right, people a bit of an advantage in picking up this old wrestling thing. Uh, and they're not just any, they're the four horsewomen. <laughs> so you would think there's a maybe a bit more of a natural thing. Or not, I don't know. But Shane and Bates has been incredible. I and mean, It's interesting seeing how the horsewomen stuff is moving forward as well, uh, with Kai Shirai and Sane teaming up as well. Really exciting times forward for NXT, never mind this enti- the rest of the year, that's just happened. <laughs> so yeah, Shayna Baszler, great matches against Sane, great matches against Moon. I think she had a match against Nikki Cross, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she made, in the words of Rich Latta, she made Dakota Kai look like a nerd. <laughs> just be- just beating the grab out of her. Uh, whenever she has an NXT match, she's booked to look damn dominant, and it really helps build her up. Uh, and for me, like my favourite part of her this year... was after she lost the title and her promo packages were talking about how she made a mistake and she wasn't going to make that mistake again I thought that was brilliant because again she didn't she didn't make that mistake it was kind of that I'm going to win no matter what (laughs) I made a mistake it's not happening again and just like she would never admit that Carrie Sane actually bettered her Mm -hmm. I really liked that character stuff (laughs) So suddenly getting excited it's not just in the ring she's performing or showing character in the ring it's that she's nailing the more promo stuff and the pre-recorded stuff as well, so interest is there, hype is there. Not that any of these things matter when you get on the main roster. It's just that, yeah. <laughs> uh, hope, like Undisputed Era, you'd think they can't mess up Shayna Baszler and then you remember how bad Raw's been and it's like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't matter, the talent, Raw's just bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, but it's really hard to write, therefore we should be... A bit more f- forgiving? I don't think that's... Uh, that's uh, it's a bit of a tangent, but my take on that whole thing is, as a viewer, if it's bad, I'm not really going to care if it was difficult to make it. <laughs> if, you, if you make an art house film and you put loads and loads of effort into making every single shot absolutely beautiful, if your film is slow and boring, I'm not going to care, <laughs> even if it looks incredible. <laughs> that's kind of my point. <laughs> you can put all the effort into something and you can maybe nail one aspect about it in this case maybe that aspect is pleasing Vince McMahon with the script and whatever but in every other way it fails <laughs> so I'm not gonna as a, as a viewer, I'm not suddenly gonna go oh yes it was difficult to make that if it was bad and I don't enjoy it <laughs> ah. anyway moving on to the final NXT award it's taking me 20 minutes so this show might actually fit the typo fine uh, the NXT Male Wrestler of the Year. Oh, by the way, I'm putting all of the matches in one category. So all of the network matches into one grand thing. I'm not doing it separate compared to these ones. So the NXT Male Wrestler of the Year, arguably the most difficult award <laughs> out of all of them. This is the most mental. Alistair Black. I couldn't even limit... In the other ones, i tried to get down to five or maybe uh, four if I can. But with this one, I've just not been able to. So... Alistair Black, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Alistair Dream, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, Ricochet, Andrade Cien Almes, or Pete Dunne. So Cien, for that brief period where he was before he got called up in the first half of the year, and everybody else has just been active the entire time. He's not forgetting that period for Cien. He made himself uh, he like a Megstar overnight... <laughs> on the weekend of the Rumble... And then he was just on high for the entire time he was there... Dropped the title to black... And then he went to Smackdown Live with hype and excitement... To just not be featured and lose to everyone... <laughs> so that was interesting... Uh, but yeah... I, it's really difficult this one... I even put a poll out on Twitter... And I got different answers from everybody... <laughs> Which really doesn't help... But I think it helped me decide with one important note, it's kind of like, well, so what, who, looking through all of these matches, who are the constant features? And there were a few names to me, which jumped out with like, incredible character work, which kind of took them above, uh, there was others who tried to incorporate both, and then with the wrestling, there was those who shone in the wrestling, so, unfortunately, I will have to eliminate, the following, Ricochet, <laughs> he has put on amazing matches, but the character side is still developing, and whatnot. Purely because others have done so damn well, I've got to eliminate him. Same with Pete Dunne. Uh, same with Andrade and Almas Incredible matches that he put on before he left, but still, the standard was so high. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Velveteen Dream, we're going to have to eliminate as well. <laughs> For me, he was he was last year's breakout star of the year, and this year he's had a, he's up to even more to the point where he feels like a legit top guy. Uh, like a staple of the current generation of NXT but the standard has been so damn high <laughs> that I just can't it, yeah I just can't I can't have him like any more higher I'm sorry Velveteen I think you're amazing <laughs> but can't. leaves me to the three constant main event guys of the year Alistair Black to Champer or Johnny Gargano and I've been back and forth on each guy with no real idea <laughs> which one I'm going to pick uh also Alistair Black, like for me the thing I look back on his matches and how much I've enjoyed his work recently since coming back from his injury and his reign as champion, which get, he did some really good character work in terms of like his aura, Whereas I was comparing him to like Undertaker with his kind of aura about him. Uh and not forgetting, earlier in the year, the very first show in Philadelphia he had an amazing match with Adam Cole Adam Cole with some mental bumps in that (laughs) but he made Anistar Black feel like a star and then come WrestleMania weekend where he eventually won the title it was just so organic in the way it was done and Anistar Black had a fantastic year up to the point he got injured and then I really liked his match with Gargano at the Takeover War Games Champa. He was one where he got his huge character moment. He'll return, and then all of the character work between the rumble and his match with Gargano was amazing. Like not a foot wrong, and the patientness of each thing about it, I really enjoyed. And it made his match with Gargano like just that much more epic, <laughs> as well. And then I really like the way he was like things got slowly introduced. Like when he came back, he didn't have any theme music; it was just people booing. They couldn't stand the guy. Then uh, then he won the championship and he if I right he still didn't have any music. He got some music after he won the championship. If I might it was that long. <laughs> I don't know if I'm wrong about that. I feel like it's that long. But then he got theme music, so he introduced and then he started selling merch. I feel like it's maybe like half a year <laughs> between him get him uh, winning the championship and uh, him coming back, winning the championship, blah blah blah. Uh, him returning to him getting theme music and merchandise in half a year. <laughs> Which is like I really like that, and he wasn't in NXT. NXT, he wasn't part of the WWE Two K games either. Were on Twitter saying that it wouldn't be fair to have him on the game because he just beat everybody. He'd be like a cheat character. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, an awesome reason for him not be there, aside from like probably the reality of the fact that he was injured, so he wasn't there to get scanned or something. <laughs> something really boring. <laughs> it's a really boring answer. But yeah, it's Master Champer he's right up there to the catch up then there's Johnny Gargano well he's an interesting one because I know a lot of people really love this guy <laughs> I have loved this guy for most of the year and then something happened and I don't know what it, I think it must have been when he did the kind of twist into the more heel stuff where well, for me personally it's just not quite worked enough I don't know what it is I've fallen off of his character stuff towards the latter half of the year despite the fact like compared to my uh, right side of the pond fellow British folks who can't stand his matches I absolutely love his matches <laughs> the only one I will say I didn't like the final Champion Ghana match there was something about it I don't know what it was but it, again because it, Alistair like, Black got injured that wasn't the match that was meant to happen but there was something about the match I didn't enjoy anywhere near as to the level as a lot of their other matches they were incredible the other matches and it felt like that one was trying to do the same thing it just didn't for me so, uh, so that's just my personal preference which but it's odd because the uh, the constant for the rest of the year was Gorgano. like his match against CN, like match of the year contender match against champion match of the year contender his second match against champion match of the year contender his match against Alistair Black another match of the year contender with the amazing character work in between and everything it's just like oh, it's really odd <laughs> uh, it's, it, I feel like for each guy it should be them up until the point and I really want to give it to every one of them i <laughs> for so long I still haven't decided before I went live I highlighted Johnny Gargano and I feel like I should stick with Johnny Gargano <laughs> but even throughout talking it's like oh no it should be Ciampa. Or oh no actually but Black had an amazing year Ugh. right <laughs> I am going to completely change my mind Yes, I'm doing it. I'm changing my mind. I'm not <laughs> i thought like, What just happened it was me going, right I'm gonna do it, I'm changing my mind, I'm going with Champa. His character work was in just perfect. I'm going with Champa and then I remembered that I preferred Gargano Black to Champa versus Dream. I was like, Oh no <laughs> Johnny Gargano. Oh uh, so I really can't decide. <laughs> I say I've limited it down then to two Champa Gargano. Gosh, oh, I, 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 I tried to figure this out before I went live and it just wasn't happening. <laughs> I got it down to these seven. <laughs> that was me doing my whittling down. Uh, I ch- right, you know what? I chose Gargano before I went live. I'm going to stick with it. Gargano, Johnny Gargano, the NXT Male Wrestler of the Year. However, both both Champa and Black are like, identical for me <laughs> in terms of deserving that This is why awards don't always work. For me, Gargano, Champa, and Black... Uh, all, they all equally deserve it. And I already dreamed Cole, Ricochet, Sien done. They all put in incredible stuff where it's just they're kind of mean <laughs> to eliminate them. But it's just such a high standard. But yeah, Gargano, I, giving it to to Gargano, where it's not really much between Black Champion and Gargano. Oh, that was a struggle. <laughs> I think I deserve a break and a little drink. So uh, I'm going to take a break and when I return it will be the Five Live Awards. There's only two, don't worry. And then it will be the overall awards including the Network Male Champion, the Network Women's Champion and the Network Match of the Year including another, just a jokey one for me as well. So we'll get, I think it's four more awards after we come back. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Six more awards (laughs) after we come back after the break. Ah, Such an idiot. Anyway, see you in a bit to continue the 2018 Network Wednesday Awards. I'm not downloading a thing. <laughs> I've seen a bit. But... Ten. So a uh, little thing before we get back into the show. Uh, as I was writing my notes about one hour ago, it is for me now. So I guess thirty minutes before I went live, I was pretty much done with my notes, and then I spilled half a pint of orange squash <laughs> all over my keyboard. Oh, so that was a very interesting time for me. <laughs> just like, no, I need to be recording my show. I need to get up tomorrow to continue the Tallahassee stuff. Like, oh. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, the awards, I'm not going to dilly- dally <laughs> I've got still too much to work through. That last bit was only like five awards, so it took me 20 minutes to like half an hour. <laughs> so let's just get on with it. So the, the 205 Live, I've got two awards and... I will thank uh, 205 Clive for helping me out with these because <laughs> I was stuck again uh, and he helped me out so so these awards are in I guess tandem with Clive from the Mickey Clive Show so 205 Newcomer of the Year Buddy Murphy Leo Rush Mike Connellis. I'm not forgetting somebody I'm pretty certain I'm not forgetting somebody uh, and it's that thing of just remembering Buddy Murphy is a newcomer this year he debuted in the tournament <laughs> before leading into WrestleMania, that's when he debuted so he counts as a newcomer and Leo Rush had all his, all his hype packages and he's been great ever since and he's done his stuff with Bobby Lashley on Raw as well uh, and then Mike Kanellis debuted more recently with Maria and he's fitted in just really naturally <laughs> I, I like the team he's been getting with TJP and all that stuff where to take on the Lucha House Party it feels really organic, he's fitted in really well so I've been impressed with all three guys on Five Live but there's yeah one of those three is just like miles ahead of the others obviously buddy murphy <laughs> without a question of a doubt there's a reason that man is champion e the juggernaut of 205 live coming just out, seemingly out of nowhere like the best kept secret was one of his lines as well and he wants to prove to us in the cruiserweight tournament leading into wrestlemania that why he is the best kept secret in wwe and he bloody proved it his finisher Murphy's Law is bloody impressive. <laughs> it's just he put on incredible matches throughout the year as well, which really helped him. Obviously, uh, and 25 Live found a groove. Like the, I feel like the show found a groove in the summer of last year, and this year it started to hit it home. It kind of had like it had a little break with the tournament from kind of its normal format. Then when it came back, it, it was just in a groove. Like, I feel like it hit it hit another level when it was doing the tournament, and it's not really dropped since. It's I've been really impressed with the show. And Buddy Murphy has really... uh, He's benefited from that greatly. (laughs) The show has hit a stride just as he debuted. So I wouldn't put it down to coincidence. But just a little tidbit. Murphy debuted and the show has been fantastic ever since. So just a little thing to put in there. (laughs) But yes, newcomer of the year, Buddy Murphy. Which brings me to the second award for 205 Live. The Wrestler of the Year. Which is... Either Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, Hideo Tami, or Drew Gulak. Uh, yes, I put Cedric in there. I've, I enjoyed him in the tournament, and he's had a great. Match, the match with the Murphy was great as well, and he's. But, yeah, I really enjoyed his match with Leo Rush and he's uh, in the multi-mans he's normally really effective as well so on, NXT, on 2 or 5 Live itself I feel like he's been a really good in the ring keep in mind it says Wrestle of the Year not Character of the Year <laughs> which is very important because <laughs> Character of the Year Cedric Alexander is not on that list <laughs> but Wrestle of the Year yeah he put on some good stuff and yeah I felt like I had to put him on Hideo uh, Itami he's mostly because his stuff with Ali was so damn good that's <laughs> why so I have to put him on uh, and he had a good showing in the tournament as well, if I'm right. And Drew Grulak has just been a strong constant. I feel like it'd be a bit of a, it'd be a bit sad if I didn't put him on this list, just because he's been such a strong constant and bit like whenever he's been needed to be called up to that main event spot, he's just been there. <laughs> so he is the constant guy in 205 Live. Oh, really enjoyed. So between those five, and I've got four. Mustafa Ali <laughs> where if it was a guy who was on the roster but really had his like really broke out properly this year to the point of like to the point of having a really strong fandom is what I mean he's obviously on the roster before and he was impressing before but this year he really made his mark and it's to the point where people were sad that he's not become champion and that kind of adds to the point that there's a reason he's not champion. There's a reason he's the one pick to face Daniel Bryan on SmackDown Live. <laughs> there is something in this guy, and don't be surprised if he's walking out of WrestleMania as champion, and they can treat it like a longer arc, like New Japan style, where it's oh, this arc is just Mustafa Ali's arc kind of lasts for over a year. At this point, by the time if he wins at WrestleMania, it'll be like a year and a half arc of <laughs> Mustafa Ali getting to that spot, which is great. That's kind of how New Japan do it, where you're not sad that the guy lost his chance because you know it's part of a bigger story and if the momentum is still there, he is going to win. <laughs> so, but, but in terms of his actual wrestling, he, he was a standout in the tournament at the start of the year. Uh, disappoint, people were disappointed when he lost to Cedric Alexander, as I said. Uh, then he had uh, the 2 of 5 Lives match of the year against Buddy Murphy in that match with the Steel Steps. <laughs> My, I, I was wording it to Carver, it's my favourite match where the crowd couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm just chanting for tables the entire thing. But the match itself was bloody brilliant. <laughs> the best 205 live match of the year. Um, He yeah, did that as well. And then he had an amazing match in the Survivor Series with Murphy again. His stuff with Alexander was, again, a really interesting character work as well in that was stuff. Plus, he's had main event matches, which are still on the show. And his story with Atami, how can I forget that? The reason Atami was on this list is because of Mustafa Ali. <laughs> so obviously Ali himself is right over there. But yeah, May Wrestle of the year, Mustafa Ali. Why the same May? I meant to have live. <laughs> the two of have live. Wrestle of the year, Mustafa Ali. Don't be, uh, don't be. No, that's not right. Don't be surprised. Bloody found it. <laughs> don't be surprised if Mustafa Ali walks out of WrestleMania as champion and I couldn't think of any other two or five live awards because as I said I've put all of the matches of the year that are on the network into one big category at the end (laughs) so yeah that means it's a big category we'll see how that goes now to the overall awards so this is, out of all of the shows, the so 205 Live, NXT UK, the May Young Classic, NXT, it doesn't matter. Young, uh, the uh, Mixed Match Challenge, even. <laughs> I've not got anyone from that, but technically they're included. But... In ter- yeah, so it's just... The male, so the network male champion and the women's champion, it's from all of them. So who was the best across the board on the network? Obviously with the males, you've got the addition of 205 Live. So... The network male champion, Tommaso Ciampa, Mustafa Ali, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black, and I've put Adam Cole (laughs) because I'm really excited with Adam Cole. Oh, sorry, and Buddy Murphy. (laughs) Sorry, Buddy, (laughs) didn't mean to keep you there. I was trying to limit it down to six, but then Pete Dunne started doing, I remember his stuff on NXT UK. Suddenly, Pete Dunne has to be on this list. <laughs> so, yeah, I apologise for not being whipped down to the six, five. Sorry, but so Ali champer Dunn, Black, Gogano, Cole. Shit, this is seven already, <laughs> and Murphy. Right, I've limited down to eight. I can't count. So limiting it down to eight, <laughs> my winner is. And oh, I've changed my mind again. So I had chosen Mustafa Ali, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> and weirdly enough, I want to choose Cempa more than anything here. So I'm gonna. <laughs> feck it. Because this doesn't include takeovers. That, ah, there we go. The network male champion. I'm not including takeovers on this. I found my workaround. Tommaso Cempa, your NXT work was fantastic, sir. Take your medal. <laughs> I found a workaround, guys. <laughs> yeah, so Tommaso Cempa, the network male champion of the year. I'd say congratulations, but. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Next up, the 2018 Network Women's Champion. Uh, again, including mayon Classic, NXT UK, and NXT itself. So, the 2018 Network Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, Tony Storm, Carrie Sane, Rhea Ripley, and Ayo Shirai. Uh, I toyed with putting my Iko Satamora on, uh, but she had three matches of decentness, and of course, she's pissed off again, so I'm not going to include her. <laughs> Ayo Shirai. Uh, kind of, yeah she was in the final and it? it was awesome but yeah so out of those five Basil, Storm, Sane, Ripley, Shirai and the Network Women's Champion is <laughs> Shayna Baszler yay <laughs> Shayna Baszler again I will say uh, Tony Storm is very close and Rhea Ripley uh, does she count as a breakout when she kind of impressed last year but she didn't have much of a gimmick and this year she's full gimmick and she's awesome I'm sure I would be the, like, the best newcomer on that list yeah. and Shayna Baszler is just awesome <laughs> I've got such high hopes of Baszler <laughs> she's got yeah I'm always giving this award to Baszler I'm so high on her I hope, I just hope she doesn't get fecked over <laughs> like many people do when they get to that main roster uh, they're in a groove it's, <laughs> it's uh, I will say you get I see a lot of comments of like both shows a wish, on the main roster but I mean, I've i been really enjoying Smackdown you'll see that in the awards I've really enjoyed SmackDown, especially in the second half of the year. I feel like since Daniel Bryan has... Really like, I've really enjoyed Daniel Bryan's heel turn. There's a lot to it, and he's a really good character. The issue is, of course, the fans love Daniel Bryan. But I really like that the mental break he seems to have had. <laughs> and some of the real-life stuff he's been including in there works really well. So, yeah, that's off-topic. <laughs> I'm doing network stuff. So, yeah, so the uh, the champions of the 2018 network stuff for this year... Tomasuk Champa and Shayna Baszler. Yes, they're both from NXT. But I will say I put Mustafa Ali second, and then maybe done third. I'm putting Gargano quite far down if it's not including takeovers, because it's it's his character work which I went off on. <laughs> so that means he falls down. I mean, like the lights are Black and Cole, and they just they just take over. And of course, Buddy Murphy maybe even as well. <laughs> like Gargano falls quite far down if I can't include takeovers. Gotta <laughs> kind of say something. Uh, I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> That's not what's happening. Ah. Right. So before I get to the network match of the year, which might take up some time, I've got a nice little fun one for me. The British chap of the year. No one's going to be giving out this award, so I thought I'd take the reins on this one. Who was the best British chap on the WWE network? Well, your choices are Pete Dunne, the NXT United Kingdom champion. Tyler Bate, the former NXT Tag Team Champion Danny Burch, the man who's been really impressing in his tag team with Lorcan NXT 205 Live and NXT UK commentator Nigel McGuinness and 205 Live General Manager Drake Maverick (laughs) So who wins the British Chap of the Year? Keeping into account, this is just the network so nothing on Raw counts (laughs) Ah, I had to kind of make that statement so, Dunn, Bait, Birch, McGuinness, or Maverick. Drum roll. After I said I wouldn't do another drum roll, I've done one for like every what since. Da-da-da-da-da. Be done! Yeah! <laughs> so I find the drum rolls like really cheesy because <laughs> it's kind of building up to something where it's like medium to mild anticipation. <laughs> but it's like drum roll. Yeah. ah, but yes, Pete Dunne is my British chap of the year. Uh, NXT UK means that likely next year, this award will have quite a lot of nominees. But this year, as it's just getting started, like obviously they've made Pete Dunne the kind of focal point of the show. And his stuff on NXT is obviously skyrocketed him. It's the same with Bate. Even though I've not put Trent Seven on there, his stuff with Trent Seven on the main roster is kind of what's landed him here over some other NXT UK guys. Zach Gibson being one of them. I've not even nominated Zach Gibson... Why have I not nominated Zach <laughs> what I mean, he wouldn't win. Uh, he'll be an honourable mention then. Honourable British chaps go to Zach Gibson. I guess um, Mark Andrews as well. I've been joining him. And even though he's not British, but he's on NXT UK, Jordan Devlin. Ireland are not in Britain. No education. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they'll be my three honourable mentions for British chaps of the year. But yes, Pete Dunwins. wins. Uh, I've been really enjoying Margot McGinnis a commentary. I've already mentioned Birch. Of, of course the other part of McGuinness is he's on every Network Wednesday show, be it UK, 205 Live or NXT. To be fair, so is Vic Joseph, but he's not British, so he doesn't get a mention. <laughs> ah. And Drake Maverick on 205 Live, he has been brilliant. He has worked perfectly. Like he was the perfect guy. He's got that kind of he does the comedy so damn well that he really works as a general manager and he's got no like ulterior motive he just does his job and it's amazing how refreshing that is like even Paige she's got a bit of a because she's kind of like the babyface general manager she's kind of booked as the babyface general manager sometimes Mm -hmm. makes decisions in that vein whereas Jake Maverick he doesn't have any motivation to either side and it just works really naturally it works really well it means neither the faces or the heels are going to get the better of him because he doesn't care (laughs) they're all the same to him Uh, and uh, yeah so that's why he is nominated cool. But yes, British chap of the year, Pete Dunne. Which brings me to, in the my 43rd minute of the show, this has gone a bit longer than I expected to be fair, I thought we'd be wrapping up about now, but I've babbled, I've blabbled or I've talked for ages. <laughs> uh, the 2018 WWE Network Match of the Year, I've managed to whittle it down to 14. <laughs> so let's just go through them first. From 205 Live uh, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy in a no disqualification match the, the, the stairs one on Five Live uh, Buddy Murphy that's not right Mustafa Ali versus Itami on 205 Live Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy in Australia um, even though it was technically a main show it's a network I'm counting it <laughs> and Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy at Survivor Series again I'm counting it <laughs> it's 205 Live stuff uh but I have said, to kind of eliminate three theory already, that from 205 Live, the match of the year for me is Murphy and Ali. So the other three get eliminated and deleted, so we're down to 11. I'll just type that so i remember at the end. So we're down to 11. Next, from NXT itself, I've got Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain. Uh, it's between that or Dunn versus Ricochet. And Era and Mountain just had the better story for me. One was an amazing kind of like showcase of a match to tease you for the idea of Dummas and Victory down the line, whilst the other one was just like an incredible story which arguably topped their takeover match. <laughs> just I highly recommend to find it. I think it's it uh, it aired in June. It might be May. But it was v- bloody brilliant. Watch it. <laughs> Watch them to be doing with stuff mountain on NXT. Can't recommend it enough. Uh now we get to the takeover matches. Get ready. From NXT Philadelphia, Adam Cole versus Aleister Black in the no disqualification match. From NXT Philadelphia, Andrade Cien Elmas versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. From NXT New Orleans, the six-man North American Championship ladder match, uh, Adam Cole, Ale- Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, EC3 and Ricochet. Uh, NXT New Orleans as well, the versus Gargano. Uh, Unsuspended Era versus Burton Larkin from NXT Chicago. Uh, Adam Cole vs. Ricochet from NXT Brooklyn Four. Uh, Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano from NXT War Games. This one I have not been able to figure out <laughs> and whittle them down. The, the majority of these nominations are blatantly, if you've just seen, coming from NXT takeovers. Really difficult for me to choose one from there. And from the extras on WWE Network. From the event Classic, Mercedes Martinez versus Maiko Satamora, and from NXT UK, Pete Dunne versus Jordan Devlin. If you are if not really watching NXT UK, watch Dunne Devlin. <laughs> For me, that is it's what um, me and my uh, former Lords of Pain columnist and guest I often have here, uh, Leaf, what we've been talking about Jordan Devlin, how much he has improved over the past year when he first was on that very first NXT UK show, to now, like, his match against Pete Dunne. I know it's the UK, can't remember which episode number but that one exemplifies just everything that me and Lee were saying, <laughs> it's just Pete Dunne, Jordan Devlin, brilliant it's a brilliant match, go watch it but they are my 11 nominations <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell, I don't know how I'm going to choose from this so sorry oh, right. So sorry to the extras but I feel like Murphy, Ali, Undisputed Era, Mustache Mountain and the Takeover shows they put out such incredible matches that like Dundevlin and Martinez Setamora. Sorry, you're gone. <laughs> so, the, for me, it's falling down to one of the takeover matches. So, sorry, you'll just be a Neil Mustache Martin and Murphy Ali. Which brings me to one of the takeover matches, and there's a lot I really enjoyed. But I am going to eliminate some as we're going along. <laughs> so. Undisputed era versus Bertrand Lorcan. you're gone. <laughs> Don't mean what's that in it? <laughs> that caught me off guard. Um, Cole I really enjoyed that match. It was brilliant, but you're gone. Oh, so Cole versus Black, c n versus Gargano, the ladder match, Champa Gargano, or Black Gargano. Oh, fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, can they just like can they all win? ah. <laughs> I really enjoyed all of those matches. Ugh. Um, I guess, you know what, because of the exemplary, oh, I don't know I was going to give it to the Lana match, but I'm kind of switching a bit. Champo Gargano, I feel like that match, the, the first one at New Orleans on WrestleMania weekend, that was the one that was brilliant. That is the one that I'm on about, and I feel like I really want to nominate that one just because of how well the story and build up to it was as well, and the character work going to that match. like they didn't put a foot wrong, and the match itself just built really, really well, and the crowd were mental for it. I feel like, but seeing Gargano, no one was really expecting much. They're expecting a good match, but they weren't expecting what they got, <laughs> and what they got was like indefinite match of the year. It was an incredible match. Uh, Cole versus Black the, the, that took me by surprise as well for just how mental Adam Cole is and I said the six man ladder match was arguably the best ladder match I've seen in a really long time <laughs> just everybody got their moment the booking was perfect as I said earlier Adam Cole and EC3 were willing to put their bodies on the line for anything uh, Dream was doing mental jumps and, <laughs> and spots as well Ricochet with his flippy shit for the excitement and you got big lads Lars and Dave it worked so damn well it was an amazing match but I am going to give it sorry right side of the pond guys <laughs> I'm giving it to Champa Gargano <laughs> just like with the awards for the males it came down to one of those two I'll give the match to them specifically the New Orleans one because I do I do want it to be clear after that I did start to sour on the rivalry a little bit to the point where I did not enjoy their final match together at Brooklyn but everything else they've done I've really enjoyed <laughs> so Champa Gargano specifically this match this was their peak for me their match where there was so much hype and go and Champa was so hated and Gorgano was so beloved. <laughs> it just worked it worked perfectly. So Champa Gargano at New Orleans is my network match of the year. Oh uh, that was difficult again. <laughs> so that's the end of that. Um that brings me to the end of the show. I will be back next Thursday. As I said, it might be a Tanahashi special. We'll see how it goes, but that's kinda of what I'm thinking. Uh, do please check out the other Lords of Pain radio shows. Uh, you can join the Right Side of the Pond Boys, uh, Mav and Mazza, sometimes plan now. Uh, that'll be tomorrow on the Right Side of the Pond. Uh, the Legacy series is on a hiatus. I do know that The Kingdom of Honour will be live on January 5th, the day after Vessel Kingdom, to cover that show. But as it stands, Legacy series is currently on hiatus. Hopefully, it comes back at some point soon because <laughs> it's such a good show. Uh, Sundays is obviously uh, Steve's all about the game show. However, this uh, can't say it. This Sunday is the AfterShock, so you will be lightly hearing Steve or Minimum Plan. <laughs> They'll be covering the AfterShock. They'll be covering TLC. So do, don't forget to tune in to Pain Radio after TLC this Sunday. Uh, Monday is Kingdom of Honor with Jan Man and his friend Jeff talking Ring of Honor and New Japan, and obviously like me, they're getting excited for Wrestle Kingdom. So awesome stuff. Uh, Tuesday's the Global Revolution and live after SmackDown is One Nation Radio with Rich Latter and James Boyd. And, and I, th- I don't know if they're doing an award show. I'm not sure if they're doing I'm not sure if they're doing an award show on Social Suplex or on of Pain Radio. So just follow Rich or One Nation Radio on Twitter, they'll tell you. And on Wednesdays it is Samuel Plan with Sports Entertainment Is Dead, aka Plans Seed, all up in ya. Uh, he's been This past uh, few weeks he's been doing the Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose storyline with Maverick. But this week he did his preview of TLC, which he does in his very own special way, if you want to see that. (laughs) That's how I was putting him down. He wasn't. I really like how he does it. (laughs) I'm just saying he's unique. He he explains it better than me. (laughs) So yeah. So as a recap for all your award winners, newcomer of the year Ricochet. uh, I've different shows, don't I? NXT Newcomer of the Year, Ricochet NXT Tag Team of the Year, Undisputed Era NXT Women's Wrestler of the Year, Shayna Baszler NXT Male Wrestler of the Year, Johnny Gargano Uh, 205 Live Newcomer of the Year, Buddy Murphy 205 Live Wrestler of the Year, Mustafa Ali The 2018 Network Male Champion, Tommaso Ciampa The 2018 Network Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler The British Chap of the Year, Peter Dunn and the 2018 Network Match of the Year, Ciampa vs Gargano from NXT New Orleans. Huh, that's all the awards done. That's that. That's the best of the network. And I've only been covering it for half a year, so a lot of content was missed over the course of the year. But we'll, we'll see if it keeps going. <laughs> the only issue is it's four hours. <laughs> and as I've proven this week, if I'm busy doing stuff, I won't have time. <laughs> that was my one worry. Uh but as I've also said before, once December hits, I start doing specials to cover up the fact I've not been watching. <laughs> that really helps. Uh, yeah, but do follow me on Twitter at especially want to keep an eye out for my just mental Tanahashi column. Hopefully it's coming soon. Hopefully it's under five thousand words, but I doubt it. <laughs> it's a monster of a column. And that's only part one. I'm not, I'm stopping at two thousand nine, <laughs> and then I'm going to do part two. Ah, uh, huge column. Did not anticipate how big that be. Ah, but anyway, yeah, do follow me on Twitter, follow everybody else on Twitter, there's a lot of pain on Twitter as well. Uh, I'll be back next Thursday, either with the Tanhashi special, or with just a standard review thing, or something. I don't know if I'm going to have time again next week. <laughs> Won't we'll see? And with that, I bid you adieu. Adios! <laughs>